0: You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight we are looking at the 16th and 17th episodes of Ultra Q. Uh, we're going to start with episode 16, Garamon's Counter-Attack. And before I get going on this, I'm just going to say it's been a few weeks since we've had a chance, since I've had a chance to watch this. And uh, so I'm looking at my notes for the first time in three weeks. I hope I remember what I watched. We'll find out as we go through the synopsis. Well, not too much has changed. Yeah, but I may have forgotten it all. <laughs> <laughs> that much has changed. The old synopses just aren't uh, necessarily hanging on to some of these things. Oh, it
1: will all come back to you.
0: A strange man. A... <laughs> Maybe a strange man approaches the astronomical physics lab at night. He uses a small handheld radio device to remotely open the safe, freeing the Tilsonite meteorite that previously acted as the electronic brain controlling the invading robot Garamon the meteor flies out the window and leaves with the strange man. Yuri awakes June and Ipe with the bad news. With a meteor on the loose, the Garadamas meteors may be on their way for a second invasion. And in fact, they are. Not just one this time, but a whole swarm. They head to the radio lab to consult with an expert. The strange man, meanwhile, has the meteorite in a cello case and has hitched a ride out of Tokyo to Haruna via commercial truck. Along the way, he launches the attack. The signals are detectable, though, and Jun-Yuri Ipe and the radio expert give chase, eventually catching up with the truck and the strange man, who runs off on foot. Hordes of Garamon have now hatched and are wrecking Tokyo. They chase the strange man until he is finally shot... They recover the meteorite and seal it in a radio-suppressing bag, causing the invading Garamon to die. The strange man isn't dead yet, and he reveals his true form. He walks out into the lake as a spacecraft rises from the depths. His mission a failure. They kill him and fly off. Oh, the day may be saved once more, but as long as the indestructible meteorite remains on Earth, the Garuman may return again someday. Right. Um first question radio mm-hmm. suppressing bag.
1: Oh yeah, True you can or buy false? them all over the place these days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Real ones?
1: Yeah, all the uh QAnon all the all the QAnon guys keep all their uh their uh credit cards in them, you know, RFID safe wallets.
0: Okay. Uh-huh.
1: No, you can do that. If you wrap something in metal like that, there's a good chance that most of the RF radiation's going to be uh kept out or in
0: blocked out okay because i i thought in the original of course they had to put it in a big metal box and i thought a faraday cage had to be i don't know i could be wrong but i thought it had to have certain properties of structure to to work properly that that a little flimsy bag might not be able to accomplish but okay i'll i'll accept that
1: as long as there's no openings in it you're fine
0: what'd you think of the episode
1: Um, overall, I liked it. I liked the continuation of the uh, Garamond saga. You know, the derpiest robots
0: that ever invaded Earth.
1: Can't see enough of those guys.
0: (laughs) Cut off their signal and they drool.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, wow.
0: Really, you know,
1: alpha software should really never be tested out in the field.
0: (laughs) Well, if you're invading somebody else's planet, you know, what's the loss if it doesn't work?
1: You know, failure analysis is also another thing they should work on.
0: It's not like it's doing anything critical at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. Story has a a very odd narrative structure. Mm. It just I don't know. doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't flow very. Guy steals
1: brain. Guy unleashes brain. Brains caught. Guy dies.
0: That's about it, right? Yeah, kind of. I just I, I I can't quite figure out. I I remember when I was watching it. I don't remember it now, but I remember when I was watching it that I was I was struck by the the fact that it just didn't really seem to have a. I don't know. It just didn't have that traditional flow of it. it you know, this is
1: another episode that really feels like it's. You know, it, especially in today's modern story line familiarity, this is a story that really feels like it's like act one and maybe part of act two mm-hmm. of a much larger or longer uh television episode. You know, there's probably a good three more acts in there. You know, this to me it doesn't stand on its own. Yeah. It is the beginning of something larger. I mean there should be more uh, interaction with whatever's sending out the Garamonds,
0: Or it's act two of, of three.
1: Yeah, yeah, at least that. There's gotta be a third part in there that sums this up. And I wouldn't be too surprised if we see that, but who knows? So.
0: But the the first one, mm-hmm. the first one that we saw was, um, you know, also ended very similarly. Oh, put it in a thing, and oh, they die. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it really did have a very, and I think this is the problem with not having Ultraman in your series. You just really haven't got anything to take down the giant monsters or the robots. You know, there's no convincing. Spacium beam or anything.
1: You you can only spray things with salt water so much.
0: Yeah. 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 So what about, there was a, what did you think about the guy? What did you think about the look of the guy who was the alien?
1: Oh, uh, let's see. He's wearing a trench coat and a hat. So he's dodgy, but not quite a mobster. If he had Mm -hmm. uh, dark sunglasses on, he'd be a gangster. But... Now, I mean, Uh, the actor himself, very familiar.
0: I'm sure I've seen him in something else. The part that got me about this was he did look a bit strange. I couldn't place anything on it. Yeah. But I really thought that the line from like the truck driver who said, and I quote, weird guy, It would have been a fine gal if he was a woman. What the?
1: Yeah, I think it's the uh, eyeliner and, and, and eyelashes. I think that's what did it
0: okay okay maybe that's it because he did have a sort of odd complexion and and psh, not sharpness to his features but something right it was just
1: uh, yeah he was a
0: he was thin tall thin guy yeah it's so odd, but i never thought it was a woman no never thought it was a woman no uh no professor Ich in this one it's a sequel to one he starred in and he's not here They've mm-hmm. replaced him with this radio expert. Well, yeah, for now. You know, we haven't actually seen him since that episode either. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'd like to. Yeah, I like Professor Ichinatani. Yeah. Yeah. I, right, he's, guy. he's, you know, their version of Doctor Who.
1: <laughs> I, I guess.
0: I also. Uh, you know, when you're looking at something that's a relic from another age, I love the fact that they're at this. Diner, I think, and they can just run outside and some, run up to some <laughs> strange guy and go, Hey, I need to borrow your car.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure, go for it. What? It's like, Hmm, well, you certainly have an air of authority. Here's my keys. Yeah, why not?
0: I mean, you look like a trustworthy guy. How about it? Yeah. You're wearing an aircraft uniform. So, yeah, so you
1: have a badge oh, on your I arm. You.
0: <laughs> I also think it's funny that they, they, they evacuated Tokyo in 30 minutes. They're really good at it. And yet, when the uh, monsters were attacking, Tokyo Tower is still loaded with tourists.
1: Yeah, well, they didn't quite get the, the whole uh, shelter in place is not a good idea for this one guy's
0: message. They, they seem to be still touring, yeah. too. They did not look like they were trying to get out of Tokyo Tower. Yeah. <laughs> kind of looking like, whoa, look at the sights. Whoa, look at the monsters.
1: Figures that was the day the intercom was broken in Tokyo Tower. They never got
0: the message. Could be. Tannily not working. Exactly. Um. Let's see. These these are in light, like no particular order. the The one thing that surprised me the most in this episode. Hmm. When all the cops got murdered at the end.
1: Oh yeah, that was like uh, that was actually kind of surprising. It's like okay, guns get lifted up in the air by strange magnetic rays, and then bang, the cops
0: are dead. All well, dead, wow. killed with their own weapons. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Whoa, this is taking a dark turn. I mean, crushing cities is one thing, but (laughs) just gunning down cops is...
1: is... I don't think there's been too many people actually shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, So this guy's a bad guy. By the way, this guy is um, uh, Cicada Man. Yeah. Is the the, uh, people they call this one. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see him again, or him or her, because there's Cicada women as well. Uh, Ultraman X, Ultraman Orb movie, Ultraman Jeed, Ultraman Taiga. So apparently, in the later years, he's become uh, a lot more popular uh, along the way.
1: I have something in my notes saying, Cicada men cannot fail. If they do, it's the bug zapper.
0: <laughs> they just, You know, he's just, he's just going to come back in seven years, right? I mean, it's... Just, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's the way it's going to work. Now, looking at the... Um, the Not this episode. I a bit of trivia I wanted to bring up for the previous one. Garadama, where the first creature arrived. Mm-hmm. In an early draft of that script, he was supposed to fight Goro. <laughs> All right. That would have been different. So, I, I actually, in a way... Yeah, not only would it have been different, but at least it would have given them maybe a better way to eliminate that thing than just cutting off its signal and having it spew foam (laughs) from its mouth.
1: Yeah, then they'd have to have two suits, you know, on screen at any one time, and who knows.
0: Speaking of suits, Mm -hmm. the Garamon suit. Yes. (laughs) And the design of the Garamon suit went on to be used as the Pigamon suit. Right. Which is a very popular alien in in Ultra lore. It also was the uh, Garamon was used again in Ultra Q Dark Fantasy as brought to Earth by the Cicada people. So that was also not an Ultra Seas. And then it uh, apparently became Garamon and Mianen, which were creatures that were converted to uh, Gameron excuse me I'm trying to get these names right Gameron and Menon which were then converted into Garamon creatures they just can't get rid of an idea or a collection of letters apparently the most... <laughs> but um, I, I don't know anything else I, I, you know the only thing that's odd is so Jun and Ipe live together?
1: yeah that was a question there I had on my notes it's like okay so they're flatmates all right Sure, why not? I I guess. I, I think Ipe probably has a problem living on his own.
0: <laughs> I think Ipe. And Jun gets lonely. Yeah, that could be, since he can't express his true feelings for Yuriko. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I have anything in it. I mean, it wasn't an offensive episode or anything. It just was kind of
1: no, it was there. Like a, <laughs> an, an intro for another episode, yeah. What was the logo or symbol on Garamond's chest? Is that new?
0: Um, can't say I recall it. Oh, okay. I, I don't recall noticing it, and um, now that you say it, I'm like, there was a logo.
1: <laughs> yeah, like a little symbol on his chest. Little look like a shield of some form. Oh yeah,
0: you're right. There it is. Uh, looks like a a a dot. And then a line goes down, and then it curves up on both sides with two arrows pointing upwards. Yeah. I didn't notice it, but uh, it's there. Huh.
1: Is that like the Cicadan people symbol or something?
0: You know, it's only on some of the pictures of Garamond that I can see. So um, it's very, very prominent on one of them.
1: Maybe that's how they differentiate differentiate uh, uh Garamon from Pikamon.
0: <laughs> I think his hands are a little bit different, but it's there's not much different between them. I'll tell you that. I I didn't know they were different.
1: Yeah, it's a, a double arrow or double-headed arrow in the shape of a U with a dot in the middle of it with a line under it connecting it.
0: Yeah. Weird. But it's definitely I can see it on a picture of this one from when it was attacking Tokyo Tower. So that's from this episode. But if you look at it from other episodes, I don't see it. Um, yeah, got nothing more on this one. It's pretty light. Shall we move on to the one-eighth project then?
1: Yeah, I think we've done
0: this one to death.
1: We can go on to the next one.
0: I'm sure this one will be a uh, a lot bigger.
1: Oh, yeah, it must be. Yeah.
0: Tokyo is a crowded place. Train stations, doubly so. Yuriko is crushed beneath the feet of the inexorable rush of people. Remember this for later. Sometime later, June, Ipe, and Yuriko are passing a building. There's quite the commotion as crowds of people are applying for something called the one Project. People accepted into the project will be given homes in the all-new model District 8. Young and old are welcome. They will be free from paying taxes, free from the citizens' three obligations, free to have as many children as they like, with costs paid by the government. They will live in a beautiful... Paradise-like, model, pre-planned community. Yuriko can't believe what she's hearing till she learns the catch. In an effort to reduce environmental and population stress, the new citizens of Model District 8 must be miniaturized to one-eighth their current size. She thinks that's inhuman, but owing to an elevator mix-up, she ends up in the shrinking machine. She's welcomed into District 8 at the Immigrations Office by the mayor and a welcoming committee. She's informed she must forget her old life and even her old name. We only go by numbers here. You are number six. No, 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 that's not right. You are number (laughs) 103924. Sadly, before she can start her new life, Immigration's figured out she wasn't approved to enter and she's sent to jail where she's put in a cell with a hungry giant. <laughs> he uh, he wants to be shrunk, but he's too big for the current machine. <laughs> he takes pity on Yuriko and helps her escape by lowering her captivity box out the window and into a stream. <laughs> Things are looking bad, but some children come fish the box out of the stream and, and give her to a pair of nuns who decide to return it to District 8. Yuri awakens and talks to them, convincing them to drop her off at Jun's airline. Which they do. But Jun and Ipe aren't there. Yuri is startled by a photo of herself on the desk. Jun and Ipe soon return, and Yuri does what any sensible person who's been shrunk and has come looking for help from her friends. (laughs) She hides! (laughs) Jun and Ipe enter. (laughs) Ipe is holding balloons. He sees the mysterious box from District 8 sitting at the desk and he thinks it looks like a great place to secure the balloons. Jun and Ipe discuss that the seven days of mourning for Yuriko have passed and that Ipe should get rid of the picture now. But just at that moment, an important job comes in and they have to leave. Heartbroken, for some reason, Yuriko gets back into the box. Somehow takes the box outside and somehow changes the laws of physics to that box and herself so it can be carried aloft by the balloons that are already tied to it You're soon, too hard <laughs> soon on a crowded <laughs> bustling urban street turtles, two giants turtles. appear june and ipe they are stopped by a tiny policeman and told they're causing a disturbance and they need to leave <laughs> they will But they're looking for a friend, and they'll leave when they find her. The cop seems just fine with that. But then what could he do? (laughs) They wander the streets, causing mass panic, and wreck a few bits of building in the process, until finally they come upon Yuriko in her apartment with her giant camera. (laughs) june wants to take her away to professor Ichinotani to see if they could reverse the process but she wants june to leave and forget about her she flees the apartment into the crowded hallways that are filled with panicked people escaping the giants yuriko is crushed beneath the feet of the inexorable rush of people i did tell you to remember that for later Hmm. Yuriko is in a hospital recovering from being crushed in the train station. June and Ipe have come to see her, and when she awakens, she is overjoyed to learn that they've been shrunk too. <laughs> now she won't be lonely anymore. June signals for Ipe to find her a doctor. The end. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> this, this is the adult
1: version of Grow Up, Little Turtle. <laughs> I,
0: I really thought going into this, I really thought that this one was going to be a bit sort of maybe hard hitting or present some interesting ideas. Yeah, <laughs> about population yeah. control. I mean, it, it's really had the promise of being a Twilight Zone esque. Yeah, yeah, episode. they could
1: have gone all Star Trek on it and actually tried to de- deal with an actual uh topical subject yeah. that's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Relevant. So I I I'm listening to that bit where she's watching all these people who are just lining up to to be miniaturized and I'm thinking, well, you know, there's something to be said about whether or not people would do that, you know, and and what are the what are the incentives to do it like the the people who are saying, you know, oh, you get you can have as many babies as you like and we'll pay for the mm-hmm. child care or the, uh, <laughs> you the can, you can still
1: you can still work on your bonsai trees. Yes. But you're you going to need some your, bigger tools can, <laughs> <laughs> or some
0: smaller bonsai trees. True. And uh there was uh, uh you know, there, there there was you're free from the citizen's three obligations which right. are Mhm. I looked this up in Japan. Yep. I did too. Uh, to work to make sure your kids get an education and to pay your taxes.
1: Yep. I believe the the guy that was asking that question was a uh, high school student. He looked like he was wearing a uniform.
0: Yeah, he looked like he was a student of some kind. I think that's why the guy, or a college student, I think that's yeah. why the guy said, you know, you're free to do whatever the heck you want. You can do research or something. It, it looked or to draw. me like they were <laughs> implying that he was an artist or a student. Yeah. So, uh So all you know, all of that is uh, interesting fodder for Mm -hmm. that, and then they miniaturize her, and that was a that one was a bit of a bridge too far (laughs) for me. You know, it's like okay, we'll get in the elevator, and she's kind of rushed into the elevator. Okay, that could happen, but I think at some point she probably should have said to somebody, "I don't want to get under the glass dome and sit in the chair with the electrical." stuff firing at me i think at this point we should realize that i'm not being shrunk i'm not one of the shrinky people right
1: yeah yeah there's such a thing as being too polite
0: and so they glossed over that from elevator to being shrunk and i'm like how and she was awake for it it wasn't like she'd been knocked unconscious or something it's like
1: yeah she uh, was when they threw the switch
0: yeah (laughs) oh yeah 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 knocked out so that part i'm like oh Okay, I I thought we were going somewhere, but now that's just a little weird. But all right, I'm gonna run with it. I'm gonna run with it, and then they get to the they get to the the immigration office where the mayor comes down and talks about <laughs> how you have to forget your old life and how you're now we go by numbers in our new utopian society. And I think, wow, they're gonna go somewhere with an interesting idea of what if you were rebuilding a new civilization, mm-hmm. and 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 how how might you go about that, and what are the differences between What's just you know grown up in our in our cultural life, and okay, fine, I'm still thinking, still thinking this episode's yes. good, and then the big guys come along and say uh you you know you you don't clear immigrations, you aren't supposed to be here, we got to put you in jail that's right, in big you know, person's jail
1: you might have been been uh, micronized, but you know bureaucracy bureaucracy still looms large,
0: yep and at that point, I'm like okay." Okay. And then I'm like, is this guy going to eat her?
1: (laughs) I almost was thinking, well, this is going to take a real dark turn soon. She'll have to escape. Well, she does escape, but he helps her. It's like, oh, okay. Not quite what I thought.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I I (laughs) sort of gloss over it, but he's like, they put her in a cell. She's in this box. (laughs) I know. She's got some chairs and she's locked in this box and they just put the it looks like a lunch box. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they just put it through the food slot in the jail cell. Now, there's a couple questions why is this guy in a jail cell
1: i i guess that's their their generic holding area for people until they figure out something to do with them that's kind of weird i don't know but yeah know, well. first
0: thing he does is he wakes up oh I'm so, he's fat oh i'm so hungry oh they gave me food and, and then it's a girl and, and i'm thinking oh, well uh oh <laughs> <laughs> this could be bad But it turns out the reason he wants to be shrunk is because there'll be a lot more food available for him. Yeah. Okay. Great. Actually. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I I guess that's a thing. And he's like, well, will you help me? Sure, I'll help you. If if you'll bring me food. Oh, yeah, I'll bring you a lot of food. All right. Okay. Chuck her out the window, basically, in the box. (laughs) That's horrible. Into the stream. And this is where I'm going to... All right, so it's going to be a story about small person in a giant world, mm-hmm. evading rats and learning to yeah, fight well. with the uh, you know against big tarantulas and and stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, wrong show. But but no, <laughs> but no. Then she just meets up with the nuns who take her to. think the she's airport. so cute. So they take her to the airport and they just quite literally leave her in the box. Mm-hmm. On the desk of an empty airline, and yeah. leave. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? And at that point, then the, it's still a little weird. It's like, all right, what's gonna? I'm I'm still in it. I'm still invested in this thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not quite seeing where it's going now. <laughs> but but I it, we've still got the potential. And then she comes out of the box and she sees her picture, which is for her quite literally life size. <laughs> And uh, and I guess that's what triggered her weird behavior because the picture – see, and I didn't get this at first. The picture what, indicates the... that they're in mourning for her. Yeah, you didn't notice the
1: black drapes around
0: it? It w- wasn't what I was looking at. Yeah, no, I was looking oh. at the picture and going, oh, she's the same size and that's, that's – Oh, well, yeah, get... there's that too. And it just didn't really occur to me that people thought she was dead or that she'd been gone for over seven days.
1: Yeah, awfully fast. That's all I can
0: think. Yeah, maybe time runs at a different rate for little people.
1: Uh, Yeah, I figured that, well, by this time, I already figured that something else was up. That, you know, (laughs) this was, it wasn't, she wasn't acting at all normal.
0: Right, yeah. she was not acting normal, and and when she's there, like I said, when she sees her picture, I guess if she thought, I'm dead, or they think I'm dead, or whatever it is, maybe it still is no excuse is to, to have worked all that to get to June's office, and then when June and Ipe show up, she hides from them. And right. at this point, I'm like, I don't understand <laughs> what is what is she afraid of? I mean, yes, she's tiny. <laughs> it's like, her chance of having babies with June is like now probably zero.
1: Yeah, yeah. But w-
0: why is she hiding? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think uh,
1: back uh, before she was uh, shrunk down, uh, when she was talking to the, the, uh, the guy at the desk and he was explaining what the one-eighth project was. Or district eight. Uh Yuri did say that she wanted to become bigger and then mm-hmm. then she was hustled off to the uh, the elevators.
0: And so she did say something th- like they're not human. You're, or you're it's inhuman to do like... that.
1: It's inhuman to do that to people. Well I think no, that's somewhere what she along
0: said. the somewhere along the line. Yeah, there was that line too, but somewhere along the line there was something about they they would be a different they wouldn't be human people anymore. Something like that. So no, maybe that's... she's in the. I'm not worthy. I don't know. It was. It was bizarre. It's like okay, you're right where you wanted to be. What made you change your mind? And at this point, then I'm like, yeah, no. Not, this is. Yeah, we're seeing gone a, wrong.
1: A, a dream or something like that. We're we're seeing her psychological. Uh worst fears coming to life, that sort of thing.
0: Uh, yeah, I hadn't pegged it as a dream. I'm going to admit it because the show has been so weird at times <laughs> Yeah, that Yeah, it's like, I'm sure, and perhaps a rocket can spring out of her rear end and she's launched into the air with a parachute. It could exactly. happen.
1: or a <laughs> turtle grows to be monstrous and the child flies around her like a jet.
0: Yeah, with, it could happen. With, you know, turn signals. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... I, I, this is the. I think this is really the problem of the show because it's really all over the place as to what does and does not happen, and where mm-hmm. the line between reality and speculation and fantasy is. And so, in this one, I'm just like, I, I have no clue. And then I'm like, Where is she going in that box? Is she trying to commit suicide? That'd be a
1: good way of doing
0: it. <laughs> I, don't know how I she think just jumping off the that balloons, desk would but... have been good enough. Yeah, how do you, how'd she get that thing out of the building? And the fact that it couldn't be lifted <laughs> off the desk <laughs> yeah. when she wasn't in it, and then she gets in it, and now it can. Uh, yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, she tore like... out those other two chairs, and she was fine.
0: Oh, there you go. She yeah. she dropped ballast <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, because yep. we never see the box again. Once we see it flying over the city,
1: right. You know, it's just – it's assumed that it's just going to automatically somehow navigate to uh, the Model District 8 and land there. Which apparently it did. And yeah, or, she got through
0: her immigration's problems.
1: <laughs> or uh, uh, her, Jun, and Ipe are the last people in Tokyo who've heard of it uh, because the nuns did make the uh, – the, the connection, uh, yeah. The connection that it was part of 1 uh, 8th Project
0: yeah so it was it was and then and this is where i think we were all leading the whole time i have a theory so in the next scene she first she's mm-hmm. flying and then the next scene we're looking down on yet another crowded tokyo street scene with old cracked pavements and mm-hmm. th- too many people and too many cars and and businesses <laughs> all over the place with names all over it, and hordes of people not wearing their little ID badges. Right. And suddenly, giant June and Ipe are towering over the city. Now, this is my theory. <laughs> yeah. The actor that plays Ipe, I think. I think it's the actor who plays Ipe went to uh, went to the bosses and said, "Look, I got an idea. I want to play on the city seats sets and crush." <laughs> crush them. Can, can we, can I do, can I, huh? <laughs> and then they're like, hmm, I think we can work this into a story. You guys can be the giants and we can give that. And, and yeah, yeah, we, we got this. <laughs> this is our specialty. Yeah. It'll <laughs> fact, be cheap too. No suits. No suits. We can save on the money and uh, just do a little bit, maybe make a phone in a, in a box for, um,
1: yeah, we just have to. Oh, I love uh, when she called buildings? her
0: boss on the phone, so she won't talk to June and Ipe. But she'll knock the phone off the receiver after they're gone and call her boss, who promptly says, "I don't want to talk to the ghost of Yuriko." And I, I have no
1: time to talk to ghosts. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Jeez, nice guy. What? Well, well, but here's the thing: is he saying I don't want to listen to a crank call, or is he saying I don't want to talk to a ghost? Because <laughs> again. I don't know where the reality line stretches in oh, this episode. Oh, good point,
1: good point. Yeah, he might actually be thinking that he does not actually want to converse with a uh, member of the afterlife. Yeah, the, well, you know, narrative. that's probably a safe thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so Je- and then, of course, they track her down, and they're scaring the hell out of everybody. <laughs> and, and honestly, just do not think that District 8 is a model paradise city. Looks to no. me just like the same ratty old city they were in. And no offense to Tokyo, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you've been there. I've been yeah. there. It's It's got its neat bits and it's got its dirty ratty old bits. And that is not how I would build a model community if I were making one from scratch. Um, That was yep. supposed to be paradise. And I certainly wouldn't put that many people in it. Because you just get overcrowding and then you're going to have to shrink them again. I know. Um, the
1: 164th <laughs> project and... Oh, it
0: just gets absurd
1: after that. It does. It
0: does. It reaches at some point where they just get down to the atomic level, and you're you're all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then, she so finds them first. She doesn't want to talk to him. Then she talks to him. And they have this tearful. I don't want you to. Take me out. I'm going to find friends of my own, like thousands right. and thousands of people there. And I mean, yes, nobody. She doesn't want to give up June and Ipe. They're her best buds. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. But it's like moving to a new city for a new job. You're going to deal with it. But but no. She's like, no. And then she runs that and she gets crushed in the mob. And then we find out it's all a dream. It's not the worst cop out. Um, they did foreshadow it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They did. They did absolutely show you at the beginning what happened. And so I can't. I can't say they pulled a Bobby Ewing in the shower kind of thing because it was clearly planned from the word go. But it was a little bit... Uh, uh. <laughs> like, what did we learn from this? Nothing. <laughs>
1: uh, that uh, Yuriko has some insecurities about uh, uh, mm. her place in society, perhaps. I I can see that.
0: Yes, I can see that. So, couple things. Mm-hmm. They make a mention of past seven days of mourning. That's a Japanese thing. Yeah. They do a seven-day mourning, and then I think they do another one at 49 days, and then uh, I think the next one's in 200 or something days. Hmm. I, I don't know what the third number is, but they've got these kind of set routes, and and after the seven days of mourning, then I guess you throw their pictures away. Okay. Because you don't. Well, she's gone. Time to move on to our next reporter. Um <laughs> And the other part that was, and and it's caused me a lot of, a lot of, of thinking.
1: That's, that's never good.
0: No, no, it's, it's not. So here's the part that bothered me. In the end, the narrator says, in megalithic times, humans were 78 meters tall no. and five meters wide. <sighs> and I cannot... For the life of me, figure out what that's a reference to. My first thought was that it was the Nephilim.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's it's the Nephilim.
0: But it is not. And 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 to be fair, if I we haven't mentioned this, Eiji Subariah and his family were very devout Christians. And they liked to work Christian symbology into Ultra Series. That's why they get crucified a lot. When aliens come uh, along, they, they love to crucify the Ultramen because, because they're apparently very devout uh, Christians.
1: I did not know that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't think that, but they were. That is not right, though. In one Enoch, they are described as great giants whose height was 3,000 L's. Now, I know what you're thinking. You don't know what an L is. Well, an L is 18 inches. That would make them 4,500 that feet. That's awfully big. 4, 000, uh, it's nearly a mile. Uh, yeah. That would be 1,350 meters, hmm. which is not 78. No. <laughs> no. Um, that's that's big. So it's it's not them. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. If the one project makes people one the size of regular humans, that must be eight times the size. Nope. No. Nope. I cannot figure out where that number came from. I think they just made it up. Why? Who? It... <sighs> I. I don't know. Okay. Wait a minute. How For tall starters... is?
1: Well, no. How how tall how tall is Ultraman? When he's in big size. Oh,
0: sixty meters. Hmm. Getting close. Maybe that's the size of their scale models that uh-huh. they work on. Except that you know that fells down because then this would be a one-eighth size but oh you know something wait a minute hold on let's think about let's think about yuriko in jun's hand she was about the size of his hand right i mean if you laid her down in his hand she would not have been as long as his finger to his palm right
1: Uh, yeah she probably would have been about six inches i think
0: so i'm i'm just putting this on a just a real quick uh, measurement here, but that's like one, two, three hands to my knee, four, five, six to my hip. So at most, she's about would be at one. That's not one eighth either. <laughs> I don't know what scale this is.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. It's probably I, close to uh, revision one Godzilla size.
0: Yeah, it's uh, whatever the city the city size fits for a person in, yeah. a, <laughs> in a suit but yeah it's just a, a weird uh, just a weird way to end this in the old times in the 78 figures on how did we get so small I that's a not even a darn good question <laughs> uh,
1: it's because the moon got farther away every, every day
0: yeah every day so, a little bit further
1: everything is shrinking very very small amount
0: Very, very much. Yeah. And
1: since all the rulers are also shrinking, we'll never know.
0: Good point. Very good point. (laughs) Certain uncertainty principle here, too. Um, I I, I really, this one, this one really disappointed me.
1: Yeah, I was kind of hoping it was going to be, you know, a little bit more hard hitting. But yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, this
0: one really just—it's like all like turtles at the all the
1: way down, just turtles.
0: <laughs> flying, flying turtles, turtles. turn circles,
1: turn circles, yeah, yeah, flying turtles.
0: I thought they were going to hit this one out of the park. I really did at the beginning. I thought, "Ooh, this has got this is finally the promise."
1: <laughs> I don't think finally it's this type of promise. show.
0: There's no park hitting in this series, I'm afraid. <laughs> I have been. I, I mean, I, I. I don't hate Ultra Q. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate Ultra Q. Oh, I enjoy it for what it is. I'm not, you know, it's not going to, it's not
1: going to stand next to like Twilight Zone or Star Trek for the way that they they talked about um, actual real world subjects.
0: Exactly. And for some reason. And I've been relatively shielded from Ultra Q over the years. I've got my Ultraman experience, and I get that, and I and I know where that's going. Although the early Ultraman, despite the fact that it's a giant guy, it fighting rubber-suited monster, were actually not targeted at children's audiences. They were targeted for family audiences with adults and everybody, and and it's just you know a different kind of entertainment. Mm-hmm. But Ultra Q has always been held up in there. Are just so many places where they talk about it and i wonder if they've ever actually watched the show <laughs> where they compare it to the twilight zone or i have got an article in front of me right now from the nerdist not saying mm-hmm. that they're a great thing but i mean title is why you should watch ultra q the japanese x-files no no Ugh. no uh-uh you know maybe that one episode with the giant spiders yeah was as maybe. close as we ever got to that and that was more like Thriller with Boris Karloff or Night Gallery than, but yeah, this one I just, ah, doggone it. I, 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 I was so rooting for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I actually saw part of an Ultra Q episode today on Pluto TV. Uh, mm.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, one we haven't
1: seen? Uh, no, no. It was. uh it was Turtles. Grow up little turtle.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. You <laughs> it's saw like a, one again. Of
1: all the ones to all have of, on TV. Hmm, it it right. could
0: have been, it could have been uh, Canagan's Cocoon. Uh, yeah, could. It could. So you, you got your... Uh... Or
1: Underground Super Express Goes West.
0: <laughs> See, we can just name, we can just name a bunch of these. Uh, so I... Speaking of naming them next time, I believe we have The Rainbow's Egg mm-hmm. and Challenge from the Year 2020. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, Challenge from the Year 2020 is the episode that they made a sequel of in 2020 in Ultraman mm-hmm. Z. Yep. Which includes the book, I think, Challenge from the Year 2020. <laughs> I doubt we'll see any people wearing masks, but hey i I am definitely going to uh rewatch the Ultraman Z episode to see how well it fits after I watch it anyway John, thank you oh for you're welcome me. as
1: always it's been enjoyable as much as turtles can be
0: it's all the way down
1: turtles all <laughs> the way down
0: listeners, I do hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. There are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at Patreon.com slash Fusion Patrol. Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production.